Hello, everyone. Welcome to Struggle Session. I'm Leslie the Third. I'm Jack Allison. And today, folks, this is what in the business, in the wrestling biz, you call the go home show. All right. It's the last show, public episode that we're putting out here um, before our tour, before our big multi city to Midwest tour. Mm-hmm. Indianapolis, Detroit, Chicago. We're coming to you, folks. You're yeah. tic- you can get tickets. Just look at the show notes, or go yeah, to strugglesession.us or the Twitter pages or whatever. Like you, know, you can find the tickets. You can find those tickets, and we're going to be live in your city. You don't want to miss these shows. Monday, the twenty sixth, Indianapolis at the Irving Theater. Tuesday, the twenty seventh, at in Detroit at Planet Ant, and Friday. August 30th in Chicago at the legendary, legendary hideout. The Smashing Pumpkins wow. have played there. The Smashing Freaking Pumpkins have played there. Yeah. And we're going to be there, but not just Jack and I, not, not just Struggle Session. No. We're going to be there with Street Fight. The daddies, the granddaddies of this whole leftist podcasting thing. We call them the daddies. We all call them the daddies yes. in sort of the leftist podcast diverse. And our special guest today, of course, is one of those daddies. Murder Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, uh, I and and I would Brett would wants to do your show. I guarantee it. But you're going to have to get him on an anime show or something because he doesn't <laughs> watch anything normal at all. I respect that. I respect that. We I would, respect that a lot. We're doing a, I, we'll be doing a Ghost in the Shell one very soon. So he would love that. He does it because we were originally. I mean, when you asked, it was both of us. But he. That guy, I don't think he's seen a normal person movie. And for, actually, we share a Stubbs card uh-huh. for the AMC theaters, and my credit card is in there. And he accidentally used my credit card the other day when he went to the movies. I was like trying to figure out where the money came from. And then I was like, yeah, $20 from AMC just came out of my account. I don't even know how that would happen. He was like, yeah, I went to see Toy Story 4. And I was like, God, you don't <laughs> see anything good or normal, actually. Uh, but How do you like Toy Story? Oh, he loved it. He was like, he. there's this thing that me and him do because we have completely separate taste in almost every aspect of our lives. And uh, he'll be like, he was like, seriously, dude seriously you have to see this movie and i was just like i'm definitely not gonna see that movie <laughs> but i do that to him too like i'll tell him like i told him he had to see once upon a time in hollywood he is never gonna see once upon a time <laughs> but today we're talking about I, I i honestly wish we were talking about a better movie Wow, I, I really do. But Spoiling the well already, <laughs> already poisoning but, the well right at the top. But some people have asked us to do more bad movies, so here we go. Oh come on, man. Fast and Furious <laughs> presents Hobbs and Shaw, um, a yeah. spinoff of the Fast and Furious series, starring the characters everybody knows from that series, um, The Rock and Jason Statham <laughs> and Idris Elba. And a very, very British woman, uh, Vanessa Kirby, yeah. who is probably the best one in this film, um, has Helen Mirren in it. Uh, it doesn't have a lot of cars in it, though. Fast and Furious kind of known for cars. Not a lot of cars. It, it, but Fast and Furious. Okay, everybody knows it's about family. 
It's about the Toretto yeah. fam, cr- the Toretto crime family. One of the good crime families, not like those yeah. Clintons or <laughs> crime family. You know, <laughs> no pedos in that yeah. group. Just a good yeah. old fashioned American crime, multi, multi, you know, that very diverse crime yeah, family. Very, di- very diverse. They're also a crime family that sort of dabbles in being. Like secret agents, a little bit, yeah. Kind of, they do, they do, also, they do it all. They do it all. Um, but they're not in it. They're not in this movie. What I can't you believe, have, I can't believe they couldn't get like one of them. In. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I there, I, I there is a part where they need like tech stuff done. Hundred percent thought I was going to see Ludacris at yeah. that point. Yeah, you could have brought in Luda, but no. Instead, this is a film about. The cop who tried to arrest our family and the psychopathic British terrorist who killed one of the family members. Uh, like that's the, that's the movie. Like two. It's a strange, it's a strange pair. It's a strange pairing of people, uh, you know, uh, uh, who, you know, uh, who tried to kill our family. Yeah. Who do like, people like The Rock and the Fast and Furious movies, but. I really am with you, Leslie, that, you know, the, uh, I, I kind of was like, this is like the cop, though. This is like the bad guy <laughs> cop from Fast and Furious. Cause that's the I, cool thing about Fast and Furious, cause they're outlaws and like, they're cool. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, the weird, one of the weirdest things about this one is that, like, this version of Hobbs doesn't feel like, even the same guy from the other movie. No, no, no. You know, integ- I, I got to give proper credit, but it, it's an integrity guy from, from Twitter uh, posted that it, he plays a Reddit cop. And that is exactly <laughs> <laughs> what he is in that movie. But he was, he's not like that in the other fucking movies. He's like just a completely different guy. Yeah, it's a it's a strange movie. It, it okay. So this movie strikes me as like very very dictated by The Rock. <laughs> like it's a strange movie <laughs> that kind of like made me like when I was watching this movie, it made me dislike The Rock on what I would feel what I would say is a personal level. <laughs> it like it like made me feel like he's like too overbearing yeah. and like kind of thinks that what is funny is to like be kind of like a dick and like a bully a little bit Uh, this struck me as like a very the rock unbound and i don't like what i see kind of movie that's exactly what it is now that didn't rub me as much as the wrong way because i'm a long time rock fan from pro wrestling where like his character was being a complete dick also uh, very homophobic usually um dick uh, to people um and that was kind of you know his character his gimmick and that didn't rub me as much the wrong way in this film except for the fact that like they never but Jason Statham does the same thing and they never ever get taken down a pig like they're, they're, so this is supposed to be like a buddy cop movie, right? Who, of two buddies right. who you like can't get along. But like, n- neither one of them is like straight laced or anything. There's not like the, you know, the straight laced one and the kind of rebellious one. They're like both trying to be the supreme badasses. And the, the most hurtful thing is that there's no like person in charge of them to tell them to get their shit together, right? They never get yelled at by some, by like an older black guy who's like a, older agent or a woman who's like a superior agent like that never that scene never happens where both of you guys need to stop measuring your 
dicks against each other and get it together. Like that scene just doesn't happen in the film. Instead, it's always just like these interminable scenes of the rock and Jason Statham trying to one up each other with insults. Right. And it's not, it, it isn't the, they could have put somebody in They like, okay. They could have put somebody in there. Like you're describing like a boss that, that like told him to take it down a notch, but instead like, Anybody that could have even been a boss in a movie, like, just kisses their ass. Yes. The <laughs> like, Ryan Reynolds is kind of Hobbs's boss, but he is really, he really wants to just be his friend. And Jack, that part right there, now that you've put in my mind that this was kind of the rock, it's like, hey, let's find a really good looking guy to fucking. <laughs> that, that, this strikes me. This strikes me as like the kind of pitch that we would get at like Funny or Die. Like really good looking actors and actresses will come in and what the idea that they'll think is funny is that somebody is like madly in love with them. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like, oh, I, I like recognize that. Like happens to me in my real life. People are always like, like tongue twisted and don't don't know what to say to me like that's funny actually yeah let's do that like i swear to god that's like the rock writing that scene with the writer of the movie like oh you know what would be funny if he like is so obsessed with me that he got the exact same tattoo that i did (laughs) (laughs) uh, to be clear to be clear that those ryan reynolds scenes are the best parts of the movie like ryan reynolds i think is the best part of this film that's not praise of the film or ryan reynolds it's just that he's doing his deadpool thing in this film and it's like the the most lighthearted and fun genuinely fun the film gets is him trying to sell that he's super obsessed with the rock and then kevin hart comes and does the exact same thing like midway through the movie Again, it's another really <laughs> weird scene that it's like this scene that's like about like exalting the two characters. You know what I mean? It's like someone like begging to get to be a part of the movie. It's just strange. And it kind of has this like meta awareness that this is Kevin Hart in, in a way that I like kind of didn't like. Oh, yeah. That really honestly. took me out of the movie when he yeah. showed up. Like they've done like five movies together already. They have another one coming out. <laughs> Why Kevin Hart? You, there's so many black comedians out there he could have put in this way. <laughs> Cat Williams. If he had called up Cat Williams, that, that would have been nice. But no. I think Kevin Hart is like duty bound to be in all of the rocks movies telling them how cool and big and strong he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good luck charm at this point. He's like, he's a rabbit's foot that the rock keeps around. <laughs> but an interesting thing, cause Leslie, you, you did bring up pro wrestling and there was that article about action stars sort of being, uh, aware of not getting their asses kicked too much because it makes them mm-hmm. look bad and it makes them less marketable, which is also bullshit. But uh, it, the the oddest thing about this movie to me was that they were fighting. One, it was two against one. You know, the, the, like the good guys, it was two good guys against one bad guy, which is kind of a, I mean, they do it in wrestling, but it's kind of like a no-no. It, it, it makes the bad guy look tougher right. than the good guys. Yeah. So like th- that was a big issue. Like the... The, like, I actually, you know, defended The Rock and Jason Statham for not wanting to get their ass kicked too much in the film because they're, you know, looking out for their 
bottom line, no one else is. I understand that. I think you're right, Leslie, too, that, by the way, like, on film shoots and these movie studios, they will just take you right to the edge of what is, like, legally allowed. So it's, like, smart for them to put it in their contract, because otherwise, like, Universal doesn't give a shit if, like, The Rock gets hurt or anything, like, as long as the movie gets made. Yeah, but the thing is, like, this film needed to, for this story to make sense, need a scene where Idris Elba kicks both their asses easily, and that doesn't right. happen. And so, like, the entire, like, I guess we can get into the plot of this, but basically Idris Elba is supposed to be, like, this genetically engineered half-robot super villain, <laughs> and at no point is he able to, like, put The Rock and Jason Statham well, on their that's... ass in a way in which they have to, okay, now we have to come back and work to, now we have to finally work together in order right. to beat this guy. Like, there's no low point for the heroes. They're always in control in this film, right. and, like, so the, the narrative just completely suffers uh, from that aspect. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's a very, it's a very strange uh, movie. And, you know, it's also funny because it's like, you know, Idris Elba is supposed to be this, like, genetically enhanced, you know, Superman. But then also the rock, like, holds a whole helicopter yeah. from, like, a chain. <laughs> and I'm like, so, like, what does it mean to be a superhero in this or a super, you know, powered person in this universe? Yeah, like, and that scene would have come across better if, like, b- before he had already gotten his ass kicked, and this is The Rock pushing himself to the He's very like, limit. I am even greater than this guy who uses drugs or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, uh, but The Rock, the, the thing about The Rock's strength in this movie was that it does match with the other movies. That is maybe one of the only things <laughs> because he, in Fast Five, he jumps true. through a brick wall. And yeah. <laughs> like, so like I can I can believe that he could, you know, hold this helicopter or, or do sure. any of this stuff in this world. But like right. it doesn't really mean anything because if he was alone, Idris Elba would kick his ass and probably kill him. You right. know, <laughs> It is this weird thing that does kind of strike me as like the two stars are very involved in the writing because it feels like neither of them is ever able to really ever get sort of above the other. And they're both sort of like equally as important to defeating the enemy. <laughs> like it strikes me as a very sort of like negotiated script yeah, so, and it's when inter- I look at it. It's interesting too, Jack, because like now that you've brought up that this seems like, you know, the rock just saying like make like it, that being in control. It's like his, his, uh, nephew from wrestling, Roman Reigns, yeah. is all, like also in a movie and given like sort of a, not a featured spot. Like he doesn't talk, but he gets to do his wrestling moves yeah. in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Right. And- also, the rock does his little eyebrow. There's a whole weird scene that's long where his like daughter is like that eyebrow move that you do. <laughs> it's so it's weird. It's so re- weird and self referential. And there's tons of that kind of thing happening, which I think is really like bad because the reason the Fast and Furious part of the reason the Fast and Furious movies work is like they try as much ludicrous stuff might happen with the cars or whatever. They try to keep some level 
of realism to them, at least on an emotional level, at least on a tonal There's level. There's humanity to these yeah. people, and there there tries to there is like supposed to be like heart in a way that I kind of don't think this movie has family, but it's very superficial. It's like this is Jason Statham's sister, but I don't really get that they like like each love each other. It, like, <laughs> it, like in the last five minutes of the film, you kind of get more of that sense. But like the previous, yeah. like the last five minutes of the film are t- maybe even ten minutes are actually very good and what this film should have been but everything that came before is just like this you know tonal mess that does not you know put the stakes out like the stakes don't seem to mean anything because this just seems to be such a cartoon like like even ryan like ryan reynolds is the character who gives the rock this mission it's like oh yes the world is going to end and he does it in a very like completely absurd jokey way right like why are they picking these two people to get to you know try and get this super virus it only makes sense from a meta narrative and like ryan reynolds is basically (laughs) winking at the camera it's like of course you know well, they there's... do that they even do that scene where it's like the two handlers are on the phone with each other and they're like how to go with your guy like well like you know it's i guess it's gonna go bad like they make a joke out of that we're doing these sort of like perfunctory plot beats but that does make the whole experience kind of like hollow yeah right. <laughs> the other movies are radically sincere i think mm-hmm. and, and that is what makes people like me actually like them because mm-hmm. and this one feels to me poisoned by i mean marvel really and uh like kingsman and like all these action movies i think that have been mm-hmm. very successful i feel like this movie is poisoned by that because of the snarkiness and the winking mm-hmm. and the irony and stuff like like i don't i don't think the people that made this movie understood that the sincerity and the seriousness with which the the subject matter is taken in the other Fast and the Furious movies is actually what makes them good. That's why people like them. And I think what we're circling around here is that I and this I'm just going to outright say it is that the secret ingredient to Fast and the Furious is Vin yes. Diesel. <laughs> Vin Diesel knows how to make these movies. He does. I swear to God, Br- Vin Diesel brings like the heart to these movies and cares about the emotional core and shit uh, in a way that I think that like this movie just did not have it. I love the Fast and Furious movies. I love that they're like ridiculous and over the top. Uh, I, I, I'll say that I absolutely like, I like by the time it was like the fifth of those scenes where they're just like doing heightening insults to each other. I, I hate that shit. I was so sick of seeing them do like badly written jokes to each other, like the rock calling him like an ass clown and shit. Uh, just terrible. And, and the funny thing is like th- there was this famous improv scene where the rock in fast at the end of maybe fast five or fast six where the rock insults Tyrese. And it's very funny because rock plays it just incredibly straight. It's not a back and forth. He's putting the guy down because he's a dickhead cop. And- and everybody around and people and you can see Ludacris actually laughing for real sure. in that scene. It's like there's But by the way, this is the Rock's instinct always. Like his type the, to be a to the a joke for the Rock is like him being a dick yes. to someone <laughs> and like getting one over on them, like him humiliating someone smaller than But that him. <laughs> but that works in the context where he's that guy. Like Vin Diesel of would course, never yeah. say that something like that. Vin Diesel would never say anything mean about He would not say a joke. No. He would never yeah. say a joke ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean that's the core of this thing. That that's like I think maybe the reason this movie is so bad tonally 
is that that winking and and the rock telling jokes and also again who are these fucking characters there this right. shouldn't have been this could have been named anything else in in the world yeah you know this i I think it's like that they're trying to like they're just trying to launch a franchise that is like alienated from what i think they're trying to start a franchise that's like just so divorced from the idea of what it is that we don't even have to like that they don't even want to fill in that detail it's like it's this is literally just a franchise starring the rock and jason statham we're not supposed to know who they are or what they they do the rest of that doesn't matter yeah they could have called it the rock and jason statham and it would be almost the exact same movie because it doesn't take anything Frankly, it'd be a better name too. If it was called Fast and the Furious Present The Rock and Jason Statham, that is like a better name for a movie. That's what people like about I mean, I would I would respect it more. I don't I don't know. I wish it wasn't part of this world. Now, right. I do want to say something that I do think that the reveal of that secret cabal of villains is kind of for cool. this you it, it's gonna it, and that they're like actually controlling the media and shit they're kind of cool yeah, I it's like kinda, yeah, I think yeah in the fast movie in 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 like in fast nine or whatever it's gonna kick ass like I, you know that people always joke like are the fast and the furious movies gonna go to space and then justin lynn will, will why not will be like yeah i mean we could go to space who knows this is how they get to space this is how they start <laughs> <laughs> this is how they start doing crazier and crazier stuff but brian and it's I, kind I of to, also i hate to break of, your heart but i don't think this they're not gonna have etienne in the fast films they're gonna just it's just gonna be they're going to keep those to the Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw, and Shaw thing. They they were trying to get Keanu to be, Reeves to be like the main like that guy, the guy behind the voice that you hear, but they never actually reveal him. But yeah, it's going to be a Hobbs and Shaw thing. It's not going to be a fast thing. Sad to say. I'll oh, see that. See that's fucked up. That's yeah. <laughs> that's the problem. That was the only good thing in the movie, and that was the only thing that kind of tied it to the rest of the franchise and and would would be like oh i'm very excited to see how dom you know deals, deals with, with these guys <laughs> i think that vin out of like pride will be like i have nothing i don't know i don't do anything with etion yeah etion <laughs> is not part of the yeah, plot of fast and furious we just you know just briefly give an overview like the rest of the fast cast is pretty pissed off was pretty pissed off about this because they had but the, and they're not in it they're not a one yeah, of because, them is in this be, because the studio had been trying to do spin-offs for a while and all of them were like no you just want to do spin-offs so you can end up like paying us less uh, to do this shit eventually like you want to split us up and take away our power and the control we have over the series that's why you want to split us up that's why uh, like Tyrese they want to do one with Tyrese and Ludacris and they refuse to do it even though it would have benefited them in the short term um but they refuse to do it and that's why Tyrese hates to rock so much for accepting the deal <laughs> he turned uh down and it's like you know I, I can see where they're coming from because this was not you know like this is this does dilute the franchise and and it what really pisses me off is that I really actually like idris elba's villain he tries yeah. his damnedest to make the character actually have like some pathos some motivation and be cool but he's giving so little to work with he can never get the he never gets the one up on the good guys not even once um 
and so that that really like hurts his character like you see like like he has you know these battle these you know verbal battles with his bosses at Etienne like who doesn't identify with that like what this film needed is like a little bit more Idris Elba and you also need like a team of like bad guys to kind of go after The Rock and Jason Statham so that way The Rock and Jason Statham can kick their ass but like sub bosses you know like in movies how there's like sub bosses and then the main boss it's not just like fighting the same guy over and over and over again yeah yeah yeah, Etienne could have just thrown people at him through the whole movie yeah. with Idris Elba kind of sitting there and, and, you know, maybe getting a couple in, but actually, you know, running or whatever, tur- like being, you, you know, and I think they kind of tried that. But it, the problem was that they decided they needed to use Idris Elba in all of the action scenes. Yeah. And, right. and it was like, well, you can't. They they should have just not used him as much. They should have yeah, used him a couple times guys. where you get a little hint of what he can do. Or or I would say like use him, but like have him literally be unst- when he shows up, everything stops and he ki- and he kicks their uh, shit and he kills all like the fucking he kills all the little scrubs that uh, Shaw and Hobbs have. He destroys their team, destroys their build. That kind of happens, kind of, but it's not really as good because like. So we haven't even said the fucking plot of this movie. So well, <laughs> Vanessa, <laughs> Vanessa Kirby, um, Hattie, who's revealed to be um, uh, Jason Statham's sister, is a MI6, uh, MI5 or MI6 agent who it injects her, who is protecting this virus. Though no, she tries to steal this virus and then... Idris Elba shows up and tries to steal it too. So she injects it into herself and then she's on the run from Idris Elba for the rest of the movie. And then Hobbs and Shaw are the only two people assigned to try and stop this virus because if the virus gets out, it will, it will be like apocalyptic and wipe out like 90% right. of the population or something. Idris Elba wants to get the virus because his Etienne, which is this secretive group, actually wants to wipe out uh, most of the population in order to save the world from capitalism. This is not, <laughs> this is really they say this literally in the film and there there's a lot you know we I don't think we should wipe out Everyone. Well, I don't know. Like, Thanos' part- plan is not part of a- anti-capitalist talk. But you know, but, you know as, w- I watched this while the Amazon was burning, and so with that in the back <laughs> of my mind, I was like, maybe Idris does have a point here. Maybe I, I don't know. I'm not saying we need to go full Thanos, but uh, I, 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 maybe we may be getting there at some point. Or, but he might have a point. He might have a yeah. point anyway. Is all you're yeah, saying. he's got the regular rich guy thing of like why we like when they say that population explosion is wrong they mean poor people yeah poor people and that's kind of who they were i don't know why i don't know why they didn't just explicitly say it because they were just saying like it'll kill all the weak yeah he said the weak so it's kind of like i I guess it's kind of like asthmatic yeah yeah. Yeah. (laughs) because they didn't say anything like the rock also seemed scared that he was gonna die and so did shaw it was like everybody (laughs) or like um 
I can't remember her name, the Shaw's sister. Like uh, she had was, the, well, she had it in her body, but she was freaked out about dying. It's like, well, I mean, if it's only killing the weak, you guys are pretty <laughs> extraordinary. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're gonna be okay. Uh, but yeah, and so the whole movie is, you know, et- um Etienne trying to uh kidnap uh Shaw's sister. And during the, and during, you know, the shenanigans of the plot, it's revealed that Shaw once tried to kill Idris Elba's character, uh, and he was rebuilt by Etienne. Um, and so, and so when he did that, Idris Elba's character framed Shaw for killing his MI6 team. So what this film does, or rather undoes, is the idea that Shaw was ever a bad guy. They like they literally like undo the only thing about the the main thing about this character that was kind of interesting and cool. They say he never killed his own team. He never betrayed his country or whatever the fuck. Like he was always a good guy. He was just framed. And to that, I say, then why the fuck did he kill Han? If he was just (laughs) if he was not a super criminal ever, why the fuck did he kill Han at all? It just like that baffles me like that that retcon and is so unnecessary because this film was a like you could have had the character development of Shaw saying, all right, my sister's here now. Maybe I'll rethink this whole being a supervillain thing. Maybe I'll grow or she guilts him or something. And he's like, all right, I won't kill anymore. Yeah, Like (laughs) like he could like, but he they do. He does kill like a lot of people in this movie, but they're all bad. Oh, for sure. But uh, yeah. Well, when you talk, they chain a bunch of cars together <laughs> at the end of the movie weird shit when you talk about uh him killing han and uh i had read in i don't i don't know where on twitter or some quote that said that they they make him atone for killing han yeah and uh i was like maybe i wasn't like paying attention to the movie at that time or i was high when i went of course because i'm high everywhere i go but like uh <laughs> i got the idea that Idris Elba tricked him into killing Han. That was like what that was that was why he did some of the stuff that he did in the earlier movies is that he was tricked by Etienne or Idris Elba into doing these things. But now I'm realizing I'm just fixing the script yes. for them in my brain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've you've done you've done what's called headcanon actually. <laughs> yeah, it's not explained at all like why he like what that turn is and it's so it's so cheap. It like it cheapens the movie and retroactively cheapens like the Fast and Furious movies to say that oh he was never actually a bad guy. He was just, you know, betrayed by Idris Elba. And it's like, how stupid is MI6? Because at the beginning of this film, Idris Elba uses the same plan against Sean's sister. He kills her whole team and then picks up a radio and is like, yeah, uh, uh, she did it. She shot all of us. And that's it. And they, and from then on, she's like an outlaw. Like, how fucking stupid is MI6 that they can't figure out if Idris Elba keeps killing all these people and then pointing at the nearest white person? Maybe that's how it works <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> but not, never in America. No. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, the one of the key things about a lot of the fast movies too is like, uh, you know, there's planning that goes in on yes. stuff and they're like always the smartest people like they're i i i like the fast movies because they're about a group of like 
dumb people that are in that universe, the smartest people in the world. And I didn't even like get <laughs> any of that no. out of out of this movie. It was like they were on the run the whole time. Uh and kind of this really did feel like like for Ragnarok like of the fast and the furious i really feel like that's what they were shooting for was yeah. the, the the funny oh no this one's different it's like got a different vibe but it really changed those two guys into i don't even know what the characters are but i do know that they're not in the next movie right it i i predict well, here's my my sad prediction is that this marks the end or the beginning of the end for the fast and furious franchise I know that these are very popular movies, but I think that what The Rock and Jason Statham did here has like introduced like a cancer, uh, yeah. uh, and that the Fast and Furious series is like never going to recover from. I, I I agree. I think that's true, especially because this is movie is making a ton of money, and like the studio is going to be like, oh, we don't have to put up with that uh, Vin Diesel. We can spin less of a budget because a lot of this movie looks like fucking shit it looks like fucking garbage it looks like a tv show especially like the intro um we don't have to make it all look cool and good we can spend a lot less money um let them do whatever the fuck they want and uh still you know bring in like a billion dollar gross well here's something because that has actually been a thing that's been bought that's bothered me about the last two fast and furious movies anyway is that uh the the CGI stuff looks progressively worse as they've gone. Like I remember seeing <laughs> Fast Five, which is like I think that's my favorite movie I've ever seen. I'm I'm almost positive that Fast Five is my favorite <laughs> movie. It like changed the way I watch movies when I saw it because I wasn't watching a lot of action movies and I saw that movie and I was like, all I want to see is action movies. <laughs> but I think it was because like a lot of it didn't look that bad CGI wise. It, a lot of it looked almost practical. They made it look good, but I quit watching the last one about 25 minutes in because there was a, uh, or it might not have even been the fate of the fear. Yeah. The fate of the furious. I quit watching it because there was a race at the beginning where Vin Diesel's car got real hot and it irritated me because it looked like a video game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, already Fate of the Furious was kind of like on the sort of downward, um, you know, uh, Fast Five is probably maybe the peak of what that series will yeah. be. And uh, everyone, I think, became a little too aware of what f was going on with the Fast and Furious franchise, where it was like kind of like flying below the radar for a long time. And then everyone was like, whoa, holy shit, this is one of the biggest franchises in the world. Uh, and that like awareness is going to drag it <laughs> down forever. And, and the Expendable, it's got like kind of the same. Well, the Expendable sucked also because of the like CGI. It just was kind of a shitty movie. But it's yeah. it's starting to become a thing that just like anybody is going to be in, you know, where the Fast and Furious present element of it it's just like fast and furious presents uh tom cruise you know it's like you can just put the name on top of any action guy uh, uh movie. there'll be a tv show and it, why is no races in this movie at all like not a single i know the the only thing they do with cars they like do one like car chase and then they like 
chain a bunch of cars together like a train. Yeah. <laughs> and like the car is like the car train is getting like pulled off the ground by like it's very silly. I actually found the last like thing with the helicopter and the chain train uh, train of cars I was like this is like um stupid looking. It looks <laughs> like how like a little kid would like play with like toys or something. Yeah, it it was I'm, it wasn't great. Like the scene in the middle where they are in like Russia and they blow up the nuclear power plant and they're driving away while the buildings are falling around them. That was kind of cool, right? Like it's something from a video game, right? But at least – and they're fighting on the truck. That's kind of cool, like, but it would have been cooler if Idris Elba could have done more and beaten their asses while they're fighting on that at truck. So we actually have some at some point see the characters have a reason to grow and be better and work together. Instead, what like they do do that, but there's like in the last scene, but it's basically because they finally like I I don't know. It's like the the I really like the last like the last fight scene because it feels like the scene from the better version of the movie because the rock and interest Elba finally stop bickering and fighting and learn to work together. And that's the only, because that's the only way that they can defeat the Idris Elba, except they defeat him all the rest of the movie anyway. Um, <laughs> so it didn't really have the same uh, impact. And that was a very video game as fight scene because it's like they found the boss's weak point and then they used it. And like, it's fine. It's all CGI slow motion, but it still like was pretty good and impactful. But it just like should have been that the, the movie should have led up to it, it even like had a theme by the end. I, I, I do think that another thing that messed me up with this one that that was different from the other movies was I, I think I went in with an expectation that this was going to try to be a little bit different. And, and, right. and what I thought about it was you got The Rock and you have Jason Statham and they're two guys that could really do some incredible fight scenes. So mm-hmm. what I thought this movie was going to be was it was going to be more like uh, fighting. You know, it was yeah, going to be these two guys going around and fighting a bunch of people and doing cool moves and, and right. stuff like that. And and it they they decided to just go with exactly the same thing. No, they're they're using they're using the Rock and Jason Statham for their improv comedy yes. uh, uh, techniques. Is what they're using them for in this film. I just I just, I just I would have liked to have I I think this movie there was a version of this movie where they just don't do the big the big nuclear power scene there was a, a or like the cars chained together scene and uh they also save probably a bunch of money and it's just two guys <laughs> walking around and kicking people's asses in like really well choreographed fight scenes v- vanessa kirby had the best fight choreography by far yeah. by far like she had the best fight choreography choreography i don't know like i as as like they i I feel like especially the rock like he didn't really do like much that was impressive like he there was a couple of scenes where it showed off his strength during the fight where he picked where he grabs the guy off the motorcycle where they're driving that was kind of cool but like they really just did not use him very well as as just a fighter it's just like an action star like he's mostly just standing around and you know smoldering and giving one-liners and doing his type of comedy that you know not is not really everybody's cup of tea i i just 
There's there <laughs> like in, in a post John Wick world, like you gotta step your game right. up right. as an action film franchise, and this is not a step up. This is a step backwards. Why why hire two guys that you could write write good? You can make good fight choreography. Like why? What's the fucking point in having The Rock and Jason Statham, two guys that have done... Well, you see that they have metrics that show that (laughs) if you have a certain actor in a movie, it will make this amount of money in China and Europe and all these places. And if you put the two in there and also add Fast and Furious, then it makes a guaranteed amount of money and the shareholders are very, very happy. Uh, See, this is what makes me mad, the most mad about capitalism is that <laughs> you I, I mean uh, look I, I think all movies where like all the marvel movies the fight scenes suck like the fight choreography right. fucking stinks in those movies the john wick movies the fight choreography is really it's like gotten better yeah as the <laughs> yeah. movies have gone on and and the fast and the furious movies i don't tune into them for that i tune into the like, the regular fast and the furious movies so i can see cars like do crazy things and guys you know switch cars and and airplanes and stuff that like that's what i'm there for so hobbs and shaw should have been something else it shouldn't have been like airplanes and helicopters and stuff and you have just different you have these two guys i just you have these two guys that can do so much, and that yeah. what, I mean, uh, like I said, I can't ever remember any character's name. But you have those, and she was really great, and Idris Elba was like actually on fire. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, Tom Cruise does movies with better fight scenes. In them. Yeah, absolutely. Like the uh, the uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy who uh, is like, oh, I forget the. Um, the military Jack Reacher, yeah, Jack Reacher. Like Jack Reacher has like some oh, yeah. really, really fucking good fights. Oh, Tom Cruise like does it. Like Tom Cruise like knows what it means. Like I would say that t- Tom Cruise and like uh, 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 Keanu Reeves like kind of both understand like the power of literally just fighting on camera. Like how impressive it is to watch like a person do impressive fighting moves and just film that i feel like this movie is like mostly flash it's all flash there's really not a lot of substance and i would say in addition you know brian you said that you go to fast and furious movies to see like cars racing and everything and i would agree with that i would also though say that i go to fast and furious movies because i like love the characters i actually love these characters and the family and just to not see any of them and to see these kind of one, like, they're not really even playing the characters from Fast and Furious. It honestly just felt like kind of hollow and like disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> a little. They, I'm like, this is not really a Fast and Furious. This is a liar's Fast this, and Furious. <laughs> counterfeit. They, and they are fighting a, a tech thing. Like, they're fighting this tech, like, company or whatever collective consortium. They're, they're fighting this tech thing. And just through the whole movie, I was like, oh, I can't wait till Ludacris comes and like figure some shit out for him so that they <laughs> don't have to deal with this or, or until he figures out how to like shut down that cool motorcycle that, uh, yeah. <laughs> the motorcycle <laughs> that is cool. Driving. I do like the motorcycle. Oh, I love the motorcycle, but it, it, I, it was like barely in it. They, he, he didn't have any other cool weapons either, really. No. So, he had guns that didn't kill people. Yeah, there was guns the guns that don't kill people thing, yeah. I guess. 
Yeah, all the guns were like geotagged, so like they could always easily be shut down. Um, and then they got their asses kicked. Yeah. By, uh, Very Metal Gear Solid yeah. Four. <laughs> and it would have been a really when they had to hack the guns. You know, there's really great character in that universe that knows how to hack things, <laughs> right? Or they could. It's funny because like, like the, it doesn't he say like I know someone who's better at tech than ever, and then he's like my brother. Yes. yes. <laughs> You're like, but we all know someone who is really good. <laughs> yes. Or like, oh shit, how hard would it have been for them to be like, we have to get from here to here. We need a car, and it's like, oh, I know where we can get a car. And then Dom right. Toretto, you yeah. you call him, and he brings right. him a fucking car. I don't know. Even Tokyo Drift, Dom shows up at the end. Yes. It's not. It doesn't count. It's not yeah. real. It's fake. Let's just the liars fast and furious. We cancel I, this. Is, I abolish it from the I record. Agree. Thank you. I really do. It is. It's canceled. <laughs> this movie is yeah. non-canon, and which is true though, right? Yeah, I, I like it you is said, not canon, and and without, I think it's almost a good thing that they're not in the next Fast and the Furious movie because I, I'm so irritated this- with them now. <laughs> I just hope that I hope that it doesn't fuck up the sort of creative vibe of the other fast and furious franchise and that they can continue and you know uh uh you know doing their films about their big weird uh toretto crime family and uh the rock and jason statham can continue to do their weird little i don't i don't know what the fuck they're gonna i don't know if this will continue or what i guess it will it's making a ton of money two guys joking around (laughs) hey i will say one other thing when i was watching this movie i was like it actually is directed bad like there are (laughs) parts of it where the shots are bad like when and that scene we were talking about with um uh uh with Ryan Reynolds uh, when they're at the diner with the daughter it like keeps weirdly cutting from either one of the rock's shoulders <laughs> like we're like on the rock's left shoulder then we're like between him and the daughter it's like very i found it very jarring actually and i was like this is like just like actually bad movie directing i don't like the rock having a daughter either like i don't like any of that extra stuff yeah being added to him like his characters to me seem like just some asshole yeah he was like an asshole government guy and now he's like oh i love my daughter she's getting all a's at school yeah he eat a lot she's of pancakes really good at school isn't it funny that the human moment that we we're supposed to get from the rock is that we learned that he snitched on his father and put him in prison that's oh, what's God. supposed <laughs> to make me like us like the rock character right. <laughs> that and his brother is like mad at him for that justifiably yeah. so i mean i wish his brother would have killed him because like that's what happens in like a family <laughs> like that <laughs> no that was that was another thing that was so f- fucked up was that like his backstory makes me hate him even more than I did <laughs> in Fast Five now. Like, he's a dude that snitched on his fucking dad. Who does that? <laughs> and then, like, left. He snitched on his dad and then just, like, left the country. Yeah. Like, immediately. <laughs> he snitched on his dad. Everybody got mad at him. And then he left and didn't come back for Forever. decades. Never came back. Yes. Yeah. And then when he did came back, it was for a favor. He yeah, because he needed he's, something. He's the worst. <laughs> All right, yeah. so we we've dismantled Hobbs and Shaw. It doesn't count. It's non-canon. Doesn't count. Stricken from the Should record. People even bother watching this movie. Uh, I I say 
I honestly say no, to be honest with you. I think that there's a fine, you know, Idris Elba performance in there. There's some cool action, but it just strikes. Uh, it's so boring. It's so boring. Maybe keep it on in the background if you're like doing something else. If you really want a movie on while you're like looking at Twitter or something like that, fine. But it's a really very boring and like a uh, soulless movie. Right. I, I think you like streaming it went and don't pay for not to pay for streaming it but like when right. it finally shows up on netflix or whatever I, i'd probably watch it then and like i i really didn't ha- i don't know i didn't hate it i probably would have liked it more i have very bad taste i, I want to say but i probably would have <laughs> liked it like more if it wasn't supposed to be a fast and a furious movie it, right. it kind of just bothered me that it, it, it kind of just bothered me and felt like the, I know they do this in, in Hollywood a lot. It felt like a script that had been sitting around somewhere and they just repurposed it to make it this like a, a, the famous one is Evan Almighty. That movie was like a not really supposed oh, right. to be a, a sequel to Bruce Almighty, but then they right. went and did a bunch of stuff and made it. This feels like that. It just feels like right. some generic. There template. was just a script sitting around, and they were like, "Hey, we could make this the Hobbs and Shaw movie." Yes, that's what it felt like the whole time I watched it, and and like I even. Like I took my wife to see it and she doesn't she hasn't really seen any of the other movies and she was like, uh, is this what the other movies are like? And I was like, please don't judge the other movies. <laughs> yeah. <on this> movie. <laughs> I would say um watch the trailer because all the best parts are actually in the trailer. Um and they look better in the trailer than they do in the actual movie because the there aren't all the quips and shit. All right, folks. I don't need to ask Brian where you can find them because you know where you can find them. Indianapolis, Detroit, Chicago. Tickets on strugglesession.us. We hope to see you there. It's going to be some great shows. One night only. You won't hear those shows recorded on the stream. That's how. That's not how Street Fight does it. It's only going to be for the people in the room there. So please get your tickets. We'd love to see you. Thank you so much for listening today. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.